Did you know companies are expected to spend 1.5 billion in ad revenue through podcasts by 2023? That's right, podcasting is the future and we're still very early. The tech is better than ever and the barrier to entry is lower than ever. That's why I created my No Bullshit Guide Podcasting for Beginners ebook to help you get started. Visit blackisnewrich.com to get yours. Yeah. He made about, two, what, 250 grand? It could probably be over a little bit, under 250 grand. For that one? For that, for that for one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the food truck industry is insane. Welcome back to another episode of the Black is the New Rich podcast. We're on episode 36 and we got a very special guest again. He's back in the building, a legend in his own right. He's doing a lot of things, a lot of good things in the community. He's doing a lot of big things when it comes to entrepreneurship and he has had a very interesting summer. So I wanted uh, to bring him back on to share what he's been through. But again, Please, can you introduce yourself? <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is Sam. Some of you guys know me as Sam or Samuel. I am the owner of uh, Sam's Juices. Um, I got the colorful food truck that everybody knows. But um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm known for right now. I also uh, run a Alzheimer's uh, gala fundraiser, which we'll be going to shortly Thanks. this week. So I'm also known for doing that. But um, yeah, I'm a man that's you know in the community trying to make moves, trying to make a difference. And just trying to do positive things and grow and, and make money, of course, uh, yes. you know, at the same time while we're doing that, for sure. Of course. So why I brought you back, because I noticed you had such an interesting uh, summer when it comes to Sam's juices. I've been watching all your moves. I was like, OK, yes, that, that's a play there. That's a play. <laughs> why is he doing these things? So for people that don't know what's happened since the last episode. Yeah, since the last episode, um, I was once in STC. Yeah. Uh, no longer there. Yeah. Um, in regards to just obviously like how the whole leasing and, you know, agreement was going to work. And for people that don't know, STC is a Scarborough Town Center. A yes. Mall. So it's a mall. So I was obviously blessed and I thank them every day for uh, getting me into that opportunity, but um, decided not to move forward. Mm. Um, obviously, it was it was sad. I had a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, yo, why'd you close? Because I had a lot of regulars. Yeah. A lot of people that came out and they were just like every single day, like, Especially we had a guy named Troy, probably the best customer I've ever had. But every day, same thing, jerk chicken sandwich every day, no matter what, even if I'm not there, he's there. Yeah. So we built up a nice uh, crowd, a support system there. The people of Scarborough really welcomed us. And um, so it was hard to leave. But financially, um, I didn't think it was right for me to stay there. And I okay. didn't want to just keep a store just for the sake of keeping a store. True. Uh, I think that a lot of business owners sometimes because they're worried about people are going to say they struggle along to keep their business and just drag it along. Yeah. Thinking that, you know, you're a failure, but not. It's not a failure. It's the beginning of a new chapter, you yeah. know. So. And it's about like adapting. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Interesting. So what are like some of the key factors uh, that cause you to close it down? Um, I would definitely say um, monthly overhead. Okay. Um, I think that I was um, uh, pretty much putting too much out there in okay. regards to overhead. And I feel like, you know, I could have cut back a lot. Okay. Like a lot. And I didn't feel like I needed to. I, I still felt like Sam Juices can operate without putting that out. Oh, okay. right. So even though I had the exposure of being in the mall and yes, it was busy, I didn't believe that I needed to be putting out so much overhead for me to still be successful mm -hmm. and run a great business. So I think that was number one, to be honest. Uh, I would say also, too, there was a lot of competition in that mall that I didn't, necess didn't necessarily feel like I needed to be a part of. Mm. Right. Because I'm, a, I'm still a beverage business. So at the end of the day, you had like the bigger heads in there. You had the yeah. real fruits. You had the yogurt fruits. You had the freshly squeezed. Jeez. You had the bubble tea space. Yeah. You had like the Ren 10s. You had the um, uh, what else? There was another one. Uh, Chat time was also in there. Yeah. So if you think about it. I'm, I'm still big in my own right, but I was still a little dog facing against like eight other yeah. major yeah. 
beverage companies and franchises that they have the money for the marketing. They yeah. have the money for that. Like these guys were paying to the point where there was their signs were all over. Jeez. So there was a part of me that also felt like I was drowning in that mall. Mm. Right. So as much as I was like, you know, front page, I was also drowning behind everything because you still have to pay for all that marketing. Yeah. You got to pay to get extra TV time in the mall. Yeah. So you're walking around the mall and you see like chat time. Yeah. Big sign right in front of my store yeah. on the big and screen. Like, so ah. it's like, yeah. So you're everywhere. And granted as much as I am small, I'm still working towards getting bigger. Mm-hmm. They have the funding and the capital True. to put that out. True. So it's like that that did show me something too also, mm. right? And it was like I took a step back and I was able to be like, okay, cool. For me to get to the next spot. I need this I gotta, type of funding. I need a type of funding. I got to reset and I got to put myself in a position where I can market myself now. Because mm-hmm. once it's in your face, mm-hmm. you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah And yeah. that's what these guys, they're, they're smart. They know how to put it in your face. And when you have that type of funding, you could do that. But yeah. I didn't have that type of funding as it being my first store, right? To be able to do that. I was able to just pay my employees, you know, stay afloat, make some profit, which was good. But now it's like, you need bigger that's, profits yeah, that's, that's, to reinvest exactly. back into the business. Yeah. So that's definitely, I would say one of my, my major reasons also too. Okay. So for the people thinking about uh, doing a brick and mortar in like the mall <laughs> or what have you, can you give like a ballpark price, what they would have to be looking at? Man, first of all, I would say wait and take your time. That's more important than even what you need to have. Okay. Um, take your time and actually plan. Uh, depending on the type of unit you want to get, um, mm-hmm. if you're in food or if you're not in food, yeah. um, I would say you have to worry about your build-out costs, right? Okay. For like exhaust, um, all your ventilation for food. So I would say for something around that, you're looking at anywhere, if it's food, yeah. anywhere between 30000 to full, I would say 50000 To begin. Just to begin. Because more importantly, if you're going to cook food, you need to have you need to have like ventilation. You have mm-hmm. to, it's so important. If not, your smell is going to be stuck in that store. You need wow. something that's going to take that smell out so and it's going to get those in. Those are things that we don't even think about. No, you don't think about. You need ventilation before. People think, hey, let me just go set up. Let me get popping. No, like yeah. first you got to realize, yo, I'm going to have costs to get this ventilation system yeah. properly ran so that you can be taking the smell out of that store so it doesn't stay in your actual store. Oh, wow. Think the fumes, the hot heat, anything it needs to get out. Yeah. It can't stay in the <laughs> yeah. store. So before you do anything, I would say anywhere between thirty to 50000 and it could be upward mm-hmm. depending on if you have to do a full build out. Oh, true. Right. If true. you're taking over for an old restaurant or an old store, then you can kind of obviously just go in and make sure everything's good. Your cost will be on the lower end. Yeah. Did so you I would, have to do a build out? In there? I didn't have to do a build out only for the fact that I wasn't doing any heavy cooking. Oh. So I only had a convection oven. Oh, true. So we just baked our chicken and that was it. Yeah. And it worked out for us. But now if you want to get into the fryers, you want to deep fry, you have to have ventilation because mm, now all that smoke from yeah. the fryers going out. Yeah. So my cost wasn't on the higher end, but it still obviously was in the middle because I had to renovate other things as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say if you're doing food ish, look at a minimum of 30 to 50,000 to start. And then it can run anywhere up to even a hundred grand mm-hmm. for ventilation. If you're not doing anything like that, I would say just to be on the higher end about 50 grand, because okay. I would want to pay my rent up at least four to at least eight months in advance just yeah. have that ready yeah. and sitting yeah so depending on what your rent is i would say try to have four to eight months of rent okay yeah just start yeah okay, that's good game Shit. yeah so granted or when you get investors interested in in your brand and mm-hmm. sam's juices would you consider going back to the mall and maybe franchising your thing later yeah. or like what do you think about that now that's a very interesting question that's a good question because a lot of people have asked me that <laughs> uh franchising is something i will never do Really? Never. Wow. I would wow. never franchise my business. Only for the fact that 
Um, I am a person I need to have full control over my product, right? Okay. So as I expand, you know, I want to open up new stores. I'm a person I'd rather still be an owner and just have different managers. Mm -hmm. Because once you start to franchise, I don't know if you guys notice this, you can go to one pizza pizza and it's a little bit different than the other pizza yeah, pizza down yeah, the road. Yeah. So once you start to franchise, from my personal experience, the quality starts to change. Mm -hmm. And this is why a lot of people don't know Chick-fil-A doesn't franchise, mm -hmm. right? And when I say they don't franchise, is you're an owner operator. You don't own that franchise because they need to make sure the quality is the same every single okay. time, okay. right? So I don't want to go to a Sam's Juices location and taste something different. good. And then now I'm tasting something different at I the other be location pissed. because people try to change things up. Yeah. Right. So if you guys go to certain pizza stores or certain other places, it tastes a certain way. But then when you go to Sam's now, because Sam owns this one and now yeah. he added a little bit of jerk seasoning yeah. or he did this, he did <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah, because yeah. it happens at yeah. a lot of locations. And you'll hear people complain that, oh, I went to this location. They did this. Yeah. And you know where I actually started to see that a lot was in Sunrise. I don't know if you guys remember, Sunrise used to be popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be popping, but now you have all different types of people that are now owning it and now they're changing it up, right? Mm. Things are starting to change. The, the, the chicken doesn't taste the same or this doesn't taste the same. So for mm. me, I cannot have anybody else's hands in my product to keep yeah. the same quality. I'll never franchise. Yeah, yeah. You need the same order for all. Yes. So I want to be able to still go in there and be like, okay, cool. This is how we're doing things. But I'd rather just place managers yeah. in spots as my locations grow and still oversee it. Okay. I'll get help, of course, yeah. um, when I can hire that. But... For me, I'll never franchise just for that reason. Okay. Quality is so, very important. But you will or you have plans to expand? Definitely have plans to expand for sure. Um, but I want to expand to the point where it's it's still manageable. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel like I need more than 10 stores, for example. Okay. Yeah, I want to manage it to the point where I can still have, have time, have time mm -hmm. you know, keep my hands there in the cookie jar, be able yeah. to still move things around mm -hmm. um, and not expand to a certain point where it's like, yeah, I need 10, 20 stores. That, that was never a goal of mine. Okay. It was to keep it like a boutique brand and keep it there and not ever like change. Okay. So I'm going to come back to the store, yeah. but I remember from the first episode um, how you, you had three homes, right? Yes. And since then, Mortgage rates have gone course, crazy. How has that have affected you or has it at all? Um, for me, it hasn't really affected me. fixed? Uh, yes. Oh. It hasn't really affected me. But I, I can tell you this, though. Yeah. Um, one thing I have learned is that going through this and the pandemic and these different things happen, how important it is to have a nest egg, especially if you own a home. Mm -hmm. um, because I definitely feel like things happen. Things are going to change. And we don't know. things. I feel like things now, it's like you don't even know what's going to happen next year, to be honest. Yeah. They can say, okay, guys, this is what's happening in the world. Everyone yeah. needs to go home. You can't even work. Yeah. So I feel like uh, if I was to be in a situation like that, I mm -hmm. would be more prepared in the sense of having that nest egg, having that emergency savings so that if mortgage prices have to go up or mm -hmm. payments, then I'll, I'll be prepared. Yeah. But thankfully, I wasn't affected. Uh, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, people with variable rates are getting hammered. They're right getting now. hammered. I have a lot of friends who are going through that right now. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I was paying this now. And now it's like, believe it or not, just an interest rate is being changed by a percentage can it's, now spike your price. Yeah. So now you're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm spending hundred. this. Now it's like a couple hundred I didn't plan on ever spending yeah. before. And now if you have, if you add multiple properties, multiple homes, a family. Yeah. yeah. Like I know people who own like 10 homes and they're, they're feeling it right now because it's like even, and that's the thing. Let's just say going through the pandemic, your, mm -hmm. your tenant can't pay that. Yeah. Now it's like that got to come in your pocket, but you were never, ever prepared to pay that. Yeah. Right. So it's like having that nest egg puts you in a position where it's like, just in case something does happen, uh -huh. I'm able to cover my my tenants because it's your mortgage at the end of the day. The bank is going to be calling you, not your tenant. OK. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how I would prepare for sure. OK. Yeah. OK. And I remember from the last episode, your cleaning business. I yes. know you took a, a break when it came yes. to the pandemic. Are yeah, you, yeah. Did you bring that back up or what? The cleaning business, is it's still there, but um, it's in a sense where it's I'm kind of finished with it in a sense. Oh, really? Um, because. I'm focused on kind of just like two main clients right now that, yeah. are, that is good enough for me. Okay. Majority of my, um, I would say energy is going into Sam's juices because with yeah. the cleaning, I think it was something that 
I did because I had to. Mm-hmm. I did like it, but it didn't take out that creative gene in me. Okay. Right. So I, I over the last three years, I've been realizing I'm where, where, what stimulates me the most because mm. that's where I want to be. I, yeah. I don't want to ever be in a business and just doing it just to do it repetitively. Yeah. I want to be in somewhere that stimulates me. Like when I'm doing Sam's Juices, bro, I can literally sit there and think of like a hundred ideas yeah, yeah, and how yeah. I can grow this business and yeah. where I can go with it. That's what stimulates me. That's where I get my creativity from. Right. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to save some time and energy and kind of put the cleaning business on the back burner okay. to the point where I eventually just dissolve it all yeah. together yeah. and just put all my energy into Sam's Juices. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because I see things growing off of Sam's Juices. Yeah, like, yeah, no, like, I feel popping. like Sam's Juices is going to be the head, the head yeah. and there's just going to be little you know, satellite yeah, businesses yeah, under yeah. them within the Sam's Juices Corporation. Because this summer, like I was, um, obviously I pay attention to your socials. You're, yeah. you're in Miami. Yeah, bro. We're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some places. You're everywhere. Yeah, we are, bro. We're in Miami. Um, we got to do Rolling Loud this year. We yeah. got to do Vel this year. We yeah. were, we got to do um, the Vegan Dale this year. And we did a lot of also a lot of small like micro okay. events but these events i didn't want to shy away from them like we even got to do adidas yeah because wow. these are all events that are going to also put us on the map yes. right it's also going to bring more awareness to my business i totally believe in not 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 like refusing events because they're small mm-hmm. some people don't take events because like now nah, i'm bigger than this but yeah. i don't believe i'm bigger than anything yeah. regardless yeah right there's i still people there there's still people there yeah and there's gonna always be that one person that sees your brand is like hey can i bring you here yeah can i bring you and that's literally how like adidas happened because somebody saw me somewhere and they're like yo yeah. we'd love to have you at that right yeah and then somebody who was at that adidas event said yo i'm having this major event next year that they already booked me for yeah i'm not really allowed to speak speak, speak on it yet yeah. but they booked me for that major event because i decided to go to a smaller event hey. right so i still try to associate myself with um just the regular people if you want to call that or the smaller events yeah. because i believe it could still put me in a position to win regardless okay. so yeah. i remember over this summer we had a, a personal conversation and yeah. what really sparked um my mind was yeah. i believe you were at velt yes. and you were talking about another food truck uh, owner yes and i believe he had like about six of them yeah like six trucks yeah. there and yeah. he made about two what 250 I, grand it probably be over a little bit under 250 grand for that one for that for that for one weekend <laughs> Yo, the food truck industry is insane. Jeez, and what was, right. what, what was he selling? Um, believe it or not, just poutines and burgers. Because So that's the thing, and that's one thing I learned too, which I would tell you guys, was that when you go to these major festivals, like yeah. these major, major, major festivals, it's like everything has to go out quick. So it's all about um, producing fast. Okay, You can't sit there and think, okay, we're going to make this. We're no gonna gourmet this stuff. No, no gourmet stuff. Yeah. Like Even if these big festivals, they tell you before the festival, you need just four items Yeah, because they want things to move quick. Okay, You got to think, Veld was had to be at least 180,000 people, maybe Jeez. even more throughout yeah. the weekend. So you have lineups of like thousands of people. You got to go. Yeah. You got to be pushing. So major of the food trucks were all selling like poutine, burgers, mm-hmm. maybe some tacos. And that was it. Yeah. So you think you're making like 250 racks off of just frying poutine, making gravy and burgers. Why and that's not? One and that's festival. one. And that's, that's a one big, festival. A one big festival. One big festival. You can hit a lick off of one big festival, never work ever again, man. Jeez. Like for the rest of the year, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but that showed me something. It opened my eyes. So it's like, okay, cool. Like as a Sam's Juices truck, yes, we have our lemonades. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have our smoothies. It was a hit, right? But like people also need to eat. Yeah. So that also showed me like, I got they're drunk. Because they're, they're drunk yeah. or they're whatever, they're under the influence. Yeah. So that also opened up my eyes and showed me, you know, I got to expand. If I want to be hitting these heavy hitter numbers, yeah. I got to expand as well. Mm-hmm. I got to have food on my truck so I can still incorporate my brand. It might not be a burger, but it's a jerk chicken sandwich. Yeah. And can you make, you can make that quick. Oh, you can make that quick, right? Yeah. So, or it's a uh, jerk chicken poutine. Yes. So I can still keep the Caribbean brand, but it's also now doing what they're doing, but on a different, and I'm not going to lie. Like if you go to a festival, yeah. you come get a nice jerk chicken sandwich, you might prefer that over yeah, a, yeah, a regular burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right sure. so being there now it's like okay cool bro i know how i'm gonna hit heavy next year yeah like next year for me is the takeover bro. Jeez, like, that's, that's really cool. how i'm looking at it it's the takeover <laughs> for me because it's like I, I i seen everything unfold in my eyes this yeah. summer. like this summer was like wow yeah like, i can really i like, seen it i yeah. just seen it the moves that yeah being in these in these settings like a rolling loud and a veld it's like yeah. wow like I got to sit there and I did well, mm -hmm. but it's just like, I saw how there was so much more potential for more. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you got to think about what I'm doing is very basic. Yeah. Like I'm not doing what anybody else is gonna do. Yeah. I'm creating lemonades, I'm putting my own twist on them, I'm creating smoothies. Mm -hmm. But like, even with the jerk chicken sandwich, let's, let's be honest, it's been around the block forever. Yeah. But I'm taking it and I'm putting it in Your settings where the money is. Exactly. I'm going to where the money You're is. You're going you know to where saying? the attention is. And the attention is. So it's like, that's for me, that's my formula. And it's just mm. mass producing that formula, but still providing quality, you know? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's break it down from the start. Like mm -hmm. for the person that's looking to get a food truck, you know, yeah. they have their own, they have their own, let's say like food brand or yes. what have you. Yes. How, what, what's the first steps? Um, I would say the first step is uh, going online. And I'll tell anybody this is the research is, is, is the most, it's the key ingredient to getting started, right? I okay. call it the key. Yeah. And for me, why I say it's the key is because you got to go online and see what's out there first. Mm -hmm. And I try to also go and see if there's anything that's like me too, yeah. because you want to see what competition is like, and you want to see kind of what's out there. But the most important thing is if you want to get a food truck, go online and look, there's a lot of people selling used food trucks, whether businesses that tried it didn't do well, yeah. or they have extra trucks and they want to get rid of it. Or you can even find trucks that are being auctioned. Okay. They're being auctioned so you can get it at a cheaper price. Jeez. And you can go to these auction spots and kind of... Yeah, and you can go to these auction spots. So they even have like old UPS trucks, old okay. FedEx oh, trucks. Makes sense. So they're being auctioned off. Yeah. Or you can actually go to a food truck company where these guys who build the food trucks, they have the trucks already in stock. Okay. They might pay a little bit more, Yeah. but um, they'll do everything for you, right? So they could do a full build out. Okay. So that's from the base, like the floor, yeah. all To your, what you need. To what you need. Even down to your appliances. They put the appliances for you. Okay. Yeah. And so let, let, let's break down some uh, ballpark pricing. If yeah. you just get a uh, let's say an old UPS truck what mm -hmm. type of pricing are you looking at okay so for example I'll give you guys an idea last week I was just looking online just to yeah. see what trucks are out there um, I saw uh, it was like a 15 footer truck and it was a used truck bare bones it was like 23,000 okay and that's just a private sale so I'm yeah. sure you can go there and maybe like negotiate, negotiate and probably get it for like 21 yeah so you're thinking 21 so let's leave 21 on the table okay then you got to worry about actually building out your actual um, kitchen kitchen in there and mm -hmm. which is not cheap okay it's not what cheap. are you looking at so if you want to build a basic kitchen with appliances and everything like that, I, I would say a lower end because of what I've gotten quoted, yeah. lower end is probably going to run you like $30,000. If you want to go to a higher end, I, I know some trucks that were about $150,000 to build okay. out. Okay. Like I'm talking full on top of the line appliances and everything. Okay. So you obviously want to get your appliances. You're going to need obviously all your stainless steel stuff. Mm -hmm. And you also can't forget, you got to get your truck like licensed and inspected. True. So you got to pay for your inspection costs. True. You also got to call the ESA because they got to make sure all your electricals ran properly. Okay. Right. So if your electrical is good, then they give you that safety sticker mm -hmm. so that you can actually run at festivals because before each festival, they actually come and check to make sure your electrical is good. Okay. If not, they won't hook your power up. Wow. Because some festivals, you can use their power. You pay extra. You yeah. don't have to have a generator. Yeah. Right. So even a generator alone, people don't know for a good quality generator, you're looking at $7,000. Okay. Wow. You can find it used, but, but if you want a good, quiet one quality, it's about seven grand. So these these things all like add they up. They all add up, which a lot of people don't know. But I would say if you're looking to start on a lower end, for mm. sure, 
I would say if you're going to buy the truck, you can find one from anywhere to like 19 to 23,000. Okay. And then for a decent build out, you're looking at anywhere between 30 to 50,000. Okay. And that's just to keep it basic. Okay. So let's just say, let's all in, let's yeah. call it, let's call it 65 grand. Okay. Let's call on, and as I'm saying, like on the lower end. Yes. On okay. the lower end. And if you want to go higher than that, that's on you. Yeah. But um, I would always start out on the lower end because okay. you don't know how this business is going to do. Okay. Fair. Right. And back to what I told you last time, there's also the rental option. Yeah. You don't have to buy talk, a truck. Talk about that. Okay. So with the rental option, now there's a couple companies that do food truck rentals mm -hmm. so you have to obviously rent your truck early on in the year so let's just say food truck season is going to start in june you want to have your truck ready to go by i would say roughly around march okay so some trucks depending on the size and depending on how uh, intricate it is the kitchen you can look at anywhere from a thousand dollars up to about 3500 mm -hmm. a month mm -hmm. so think about it. you need it from march all the way back to september mm -hmm. so times 3500 by whatever that amount is and that's what your cost is going to be if you just want to rent it. And if it doesn't work out, you can give it back. Okay. Right. So I like the rental option if you're just starting out because you can go along the ends of getting a cheaper truck for now, spend roughly about 1500 mm -hmm. and then you can get the truck also wrapped. Mm -hmm. An average wrap is roughly around like 3,500 to about seven grand, depending on how detailed the wrap is, mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be any higher than that unless you're doing something like and you rented crazy. your first truck. Yeah. Experience? I rented my truck. Yes. And then I also paid for the wrap too. So my okay. first truck, I was paying about, about roughly $1,800 a month. Okay. Roughly okay. all in with I mean, everything. That, that, that's a lot more manageable for the first time. Yeah, bro, in. because you're just managing and you just give the truck back at the end. If you, if you realize and say, you know what, this is not for me. Yeah. You just give the truck back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's no commitments. You put it in your name for that, that time point and you get your insurance on it and do all of that. But um, if it's if it doesn't work out at the end of summer, you say it's not for me, you can give it back. That's why I like renting first. Yes. I feel like you should always test the waters before you, yeah, you go dive all in deep. In. Yeah, because if you go buy a truck now, you spend 65 grand and you yeah. go to these festivals. Yeah. You don't know what's going to like it. And the thing about festivals too, what I learned is that when you're just starting out, you don't know what festival to go to. Ooh. Think about it. I've been doing this for three years. And yeah. my first two years, I was going to the wrong festivals. Okay. Let's talk about that. Like what so, made you think that you're going to the wrong festivals? Because, okay. So first we, we, we a lot of us want to go to festivals that we think are affordable. Yeah. First of all. So you have some vendor, cause you got to pay a vendor fee to get into some of these festivals. Ballpark prices to the um, let's just say a vendor fee could start anywhere from 300 bucks and it can go all the way up to $6,000. Okay. Depending on for the, the big bigger, boys for the big boys yeah, yeah. right if you get invited to these festivals they'll give you a little bit of discount but majority yeah. of the time you're paying that yeah right so one thing i was doing is because i just wanted to be out there yeah but i was just paying bare bender bender fees yeah so think about my first year i was in 21 festivals mm -hmm. so you do the math yes that's a lot it's a lot like yeah. and i was paying the 700 here the 1000 here the the 300 there so yeah. it added up yeah. So if you actually do the math, all that money I spent in vendor fees, I actually could have bought an actual truck. Okay. But I wasn't educated at yeah. the start. I just wanted to be everywhere because I thought I was going to make money and I thought I was going to be good. So I went into these festivals thinking like, oh my God, okay, my vendor fee is only 700 bucks. Yeah. This is what I need to make it up. Yeah. But some of these festivals, they're not even checking for you. Really? So bro, you're going there and you're not actually even making that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it, that's the what I'm seven saying. bills. Bro, sometimes you won't. Like I've literally been in festivals where I've even seen trucks get no sales for the whole weekend. So you got to think about that. Your truck is parked up there. Yeah. Right. It, you might've spent $700 granted, but you're still spending all your supplies. Yeah. You're buying all your fruit, your truck fees, your, your, your truck fees. Yeah. So that's the thing. You got to like make the money to actually pay the truck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So because I wasn't educated, I didn't know what festivals actually worked or were good. Okay. You're just seeing all these big name festivals and you don't know if these festivals are actually proper yeah. festivals you want to be a part of. So that yeah. was my biggest mistake was trying to go for everything mm. until I started realizing I took a step back and I was like, okay, where are all the heavy hitters are. Yeah. What are the big major festivals that these people are at and where they're making money mm -hmm. 
first of all, you need to go where there's volume. Okay. The more people, the more chances you are to actually make sales. Yeah. It might not be the greatest, but you can still make sales where you make back your vendor fee, plus you make a little bit of profit. Mm -hmm. So that's also one thing. And then secondly, too, you also need to have a capital to pay for these festivals. Because once they release these festivals, there's only a certain amount of slots. Okay. So they call you and say, hey, Sam, okay, we're giving a deadline for three months. You have to have that $1,500 in. And yeah. if not, they're on to the next. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, you actually end up missing out on a lot of festivals if you don't have the money up front. Oh, yeah, because now, you, let's say you applied for like 21. Yes. You need to have 20. You need to have that. Because let's just say they all accept you. There's some yeah. festivals they won't put you in because like we already have a juice company. So true, true. I've already faced that where I've applied for festivals, but they're not taking me because they have a juice business already, right? So, which is fair. Okay. Um, that was like the jerk fest. I tried to get into the jerk fest recently. No, they had a sponsor. They had somebody, so I couldn't get in. Okay. Right? Um, so something like that. But if you're applying for all these, once they say, yeah, you're ready to go, Sam, you got to have all that money, that ready money to go. right away. Yeah, because they're it's just not like you certain, can no. do a festival, get some money, no. go to the next festival. No, and only some of them are nice to the point where like, yeah, I'll give you a little deposit. You can put a deposit down True. and then get in. But they want their money. They want their money because at the end of the day, they got to fill it too, right? Mm -hmm. But now here's the thing is what I'm trying to say to you. You can go to this festival, pay your money, but you're not guaranteed to make it back. Yeah. So why I called, I call the food truck industry nasty. It's a nasty industry because it's very cutthroat. Mm -hmm. I feel like once you give your vendor money, that's it. Mm -hmm. They don't care about you. They got paid. Yeah. Now it's up to you to sell your product. Yeah. Right. It's up to I you. I feel like that's with any business. Yeah. Though, to be honest. Yeah. So and, and and why I say it's nasty is because it's nasty in a sense where it's just like no one else is out there looking for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can be placed. You can go to a festival. Your placement is very important. Mm -hmm. Where they place your truck, it needs to be visible. Yeah. And you know that beforehand. Yeah. You, no. Sometimes you don't even know it. Oh. Okay. But they don't care about that's not their yeah. job. They're yeah. in a place where they think is best, but you also know where it's best. Okay. There's been festivals. I went there and I realized I'm like, yo, this is where you guys have my truck. I'm Do not you gonna ask make them no to money. Move? Sometimes you can't because they position the trucks a certain way. Okay. So think about it. I went to a festival. I do a lot of tropical lemonades and stuff like that. These, yeah. these guys place me beside another lemonade company. Uh, boo. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and when you give people too much options, yeah. it's never good. Yeah, it's never good. Because now you have people fighting against five of the same type of thing. Yeah. Depending on how big the festival is, they can spread it out where they put all the juice companies in different areas. Yeah. That works out amazing. But now you're putting like three other lemonade guys right beside me. Yeah. And it hurts all of us. It's not just about me. It hurts all of us yeah. because it's like, it's it's saturated with too yeah. much of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these festivals, they just care about the money. So that's the thing. They don't be, they won't be thinking like, oh, let me just take one juice company so this guy can profit. No, True. we'll take whoever just so we can get yeah, money made. Their money. Yeah. So that's also something I was fighting in the yeah. first two years is where you get there and you're like, why would they have 10 of us here? Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. You're saturating this this festival with all of the same thing yeah but when you're getting twenty one hundred dollars times ten yeah you're not gonna yeah, complain. yeah 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 you gotta remember some of these major festivals there's a hundred vendors these Jeez. these festivals are making money yeah 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 like money like side note to that like one of my long term goals is to have like the first yeah. ever like I, I'm sure it's out here now but I'm talking the first ever all black food festival yeah let's get it well I'm talking yeah. like a hundred black vendors yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. we're gonna get there yeah, one day yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely a goal for oh, yeah. where I and it's affordable also yeah. too that we're not gouging because you yeah. do get gouged it's yeah. It's an industry where you get gouged. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. A juice vendor now, too, it's it's at a lower price point. I can't be out there at a festival selling juice for 10 bucks. I can't oh, be. Yeah. So you got to think about it. If you want to make that 2100 back, your price point also has to be at a certain thing. Yeah. So it's looking for festivals, too, where you also can profit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so for you, it's about volume. Volume. Bro, you hit it on the head. Yeah. Volume. Volume. And this is why I shifted to what I shifted to this summer. Yeah. Which is the heavy hitter festivals. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Velds, the Rolling Louds. You know what I'm saying? The Vegan Dills. Mm. Like, one thing I learned, bro, is that I... 
after this year, I will never do more than like three festivals, four festivals. Jeez, because you just hit the volume once. Yeah, I don't need to ever again. Like yeah. ever again, my truck does not need to be at 10 21. to 20 festivals. <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go to Rolling Loud and go to Veld and make what you would make from more than all those 20 festivals. Yeah. You got to think about that. And while I was there, one thing, I'm a man that like, hopefully I'm not talking too much yeah, on this no, question. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. One thing, I, bro, I need to talk about this because <laughs> knowledge is key, Yeah. right? And one thing I find as entrepreneurs, a lot of us are, um, I feel like we watch too much face. 100%. And we don't ask enough questions. Mm -hmm. One thing I did, I went to the, when I was at Veld, I went around and asked all these guys yeah. questions. Yeah. Imagine these guys have been at Veld for the last 10 years. Yeah. So these guys are making money. What I did was I literally went and I started talking to them. Hey, I'm oh, Sam. Yeah. I, own the, I own the juice truck over there. Like, how did you get into this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how long have you been doing? Some guys have been at Bell for the last eight years. Jeez. And you don't go back to something years if you're not yeah, making yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? And they're but, racking up. And they're racking up. And that, but what I also understand was every vendor there had more than one truck. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up too. Volume. Because I remember when we talked, um, yeah. you said the vendor had six. Yeah, so that guy had six, but there's yeah. there other guys that had two or three. Yeah. Because there's so much volume. Yeah. If you're not hitting this area, you're hitting over there. Oh. <sighs> Well, you're probably hitting in all areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was also something that opened up my eyes. But mind you now, if you're going to do, for example, I'll tell you guys this. Veld was $5,000 for a vendor okay. fee. It's a lot. Okay. Five times six is 30000 Yes, yes. So if you're going to put six trucks and you got to have $30,000 yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Right? But when you're making two fifty back, what is a little yeah. 30 Yeah, exactly. So you're still netting two twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, 100%. Right? So a man like me now, that it's like, if, if I want to have, let's just say my truck and maybe another trailer, I got to make sure, yo that $10,000 is ready to go. Yeah. The only way you're going to make money in these bigger settings, you got to spend it. Mm -hmm. You got to spend it. You got to spend it and you got to have more than one. So now my future goal is just now from here on out, it's like I'm only hitting up the heavy hitter festivals yeah. because it's like, I know where I got to be and I know my product hits. Like I know it hits. So it's like, I can't just be, and it's not to knock those other festivals, but I can't be wasting time and money. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't be doing that anymore. Yeah, because time is not yeah. money. It's not. It's yeah. not. So that's one thing I got from these guys. And they said, Sam, you can't be doing these little baby festivals. You yeah. want to make real money? Yeah. These guys like, you got to go over here. Yeah. But that also comes from just knowledge. Like, yeah. I literally, I wasn't scared to go and just ask, like, hey, like, how did you do this? Yeah. How did you get here? Like, I heard, I saw your truck at another festival. Did it this and that. How did you get more than one? Amazing. Right? Things bro. like that. So I literally learned so much from that one festival. Mm -hmm. So I said, yo, never again. So now you got the game plan. I got the game. Oh, man. I, obviously, I'm not going to speak on all the knowledge I got, yeah. but I got so much knowledge this summer to the point where it's just like, I know how to literally get rich off of just five festivals. Jeez. Literally. Like Amazing. literally. Like, I know the game plan now. I know how to price my stuff. Yeah. I know where to go and get my stuff. Yeah. I know even who to talk to. The most important thing this summer was I built relationships. Mm -hmm. And relationships talk are about the most that. important how, imp how important are relationships? Talk about that. Man, that's, that's key. Relationships are so important. Yeah. Though. <laughs> this year made me realize how much people I don't know. Mm. And people think they know people, but it's not until you go in and you start seeing like some of these food truck guys were talking to like the big dogs that yeah. run these festivals. Yeah. I'm like, yo, how do you know what I got, bro? That's my homie now. Like, that's my friend now. Yeah. Because they built that relationship. Yeah. And what I would tell people, anybody getting into any type of business, yeah. who you know is so important. 100%. It's so important to where you get into it, whether it's a brick and mortar, whether it's it's a truck or a trailer. If you know somebody, somebody's going to save you some coin or yeah. some time, which yeah. is so important. That's important, yeah. Save you time because they're going to lead you in the right direction where you don't have to go and waste time, mm -hmm. right? So I was able to build some relationships where I can call this guy like, yeah, I want to get into this festival next year. Okay, cool, Sam, no problem. Yeah. Or now I would have to go apply if I didn't know who that was. Yeah, true. So I've already lined up festivals. It's like, I've, I've just called the guy now. The, okay. the main man where okay. it's like, hey. hey, brother, how you doing? Like, Sam, you remember me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to get into that fest. Okay, cool. No problem, Sam. Yeah. So now it's like, I don't got to go through the whole application process. I got to do that. But if I didn't build that relationship yeah. is what I'm talking about, right? So relationships, it's it's so important, man. And you would wow. know that obviously yeah, in your 100%. industry, 
in any industry, I'll tell people, build a relationship, take the time and don't be afraid to like ask questions. Don't be afraid. Don't think you're, you know, you don't know much. Mm -hmm. I always go into the mindset. I don't know anything. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I call myself, sometimes I call myself, um, dumb in a yeah, sense yeah I get and I, exactly that's why i act to these guys yeah. i literally act like i don't know nothing yeah, eh? yeah. sometimes i'll have knowledge but hey like how do you yeah just hear because you might get something else yeah and to add on to what yeah. you already know yes yeah and one person that really opened up my eyes in the food truck I and mean, she was randy's i'm sure you've probably yeah. seen randy's yeah food yeah truck. yeah 100 um he's everywhere yeah <laughs> and he has a bus now that yeah. guy uh, this man pulled him to the festival with a ttc bus <laughs> like he literally turned a ttc bus into a food bus wow Amazing. Right. Like, so he's heavy and he's been in the game for over 20 years, but that was also some motivation. Yeah. So even being able to just go there and ask questions, like, Hey, how'd you, how'd you get a bus? Yeah. How'd you do this? Show me your ways, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Ask questions and put yourself in a position to just learn. Mm -hmm. You always got to be a student of, of your industry. You mm -hmm. always have to be a student, always got to be learning. And that's why this summer for me was the most impactful summer for sure. Uh, amazing, yeah. bro. So a question that I thought of is how do you get a wind of when these festivals will start to, um, pick out their vendors like do you email someone do you call someone like yeah. for someone that's just starting out yeah. and how far back do you need to mm -hmm. pay attention um i would put it this way so put it this way anything that's happening in 2023 i've already reached out to guys like, okay so while the food uh, festivals were happening this summer i've already put myself in a position to be like hey i need for to next be in 2023 yeah because they start reaching out to vendors at the start of the year like so january it's, yeah it's like okay. january so say 2023 is coming january they start sending emails out mm -hmm. um you can either start looking at all the festivals and there's always a vendor contact okay so i tell okay. people start emailing okay right like i have a friend who's about to enter in this industry yeah um he's getting a food truck i've already said yo start emailing every festival you think you'd want to be a part of mm -hmm. start hitting them up i know it's 2022 but don't wait yeah because at least they can guide you and say hey sam or hey corey the Festival of applications don't release until this date. Okay. So now you mark off all the dates on your calendar and you're ready to go. Okay. So anybody starting out, you don't wait. Like don't okay. wait till the festival is about to happen because you also need to see how much it's going to cost. True. Because sometimes they don't post the vendor fee online. Uh -huh. So if you know, okay, seven months from now, I'm going to be in the biggest Jamaican festival. It's going to cost me three grand. Yeah. Be ready for that. Yes. Be ready for that and have that money ready to go so that when they say, yo, we need your money, we're ready to go. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So for the people listening to this and uh, for the for the ones that might have the idea that they want to get into this industry. So when I'm hearing this, I would probably be like, hmm, so should I skip all the small ones or should I just go right for the big boys? Um, Don't skip the small ones. Okay. And why I say don't skip the small ones because you can still do small ones that are very inexpensive. Okay. Um, people don't know that. I, I, so even when I didn't have my truck, I was still out there with my tents. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I have a Sam's Juice tent. So yeah. you can get a decorative tent um, for roughly about anywhere between twelve to $1,500 that has your brand, yeah. it has your logo, and you can make it super decorative. And you don't have to go to festivals with a truck. You can start with the tent. Mm -hmm. So think about that now. There's a difference in vendor fee between a tent and a truck. So let's just say you had a, a weekend festival. An average weekend festival for three days is roughly about anywhere from $1,200 to up to $2,500. Mm -hmm. Cut that in half if you have a tent because you don't take up as much space. True. So now that that money now is anywhere from maybe $400 to $800. Yeah. So you're also saving more money. Mm -hmm. Yes, you could do a lot more in a truck setting, but you could still do a lot in a tent. Mm -hmm. So for me, there were some festivals I didn't want to spend all that money yeah. and I didn't know how it was going to go. So I brought my tent instead Okay. because I never dealt with them before. So I didn't know how it was going to turn out if I was going to profit. Mm -hmm. So I brought my tent instead and it ended up working out because you're not spending all this money for vendor fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're spending whatever half like of it is. It's a calculated risk. It's a calculated risk. So okay. there's some festivals I will never do with my truck because I will never be able to make that money up, but I will do it with my tent. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, so I even plan on doing a lot more tent festivals next year. Okay. Just so I can, because I, I saw some major festivals that you can make money that you don't need a truck to actually make money. Mm -hmm. You can park your tent up, pay half what these guys are paying, but still, still make what you're making in the truck. 
Okay. So, but I had to obviously learn that and see that for myself, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I would definitely say do the small festivals because okay. you still got to learn the game. Okay. You, you got to do the babies things. I was I was set up at so much little vendor markets. Yeah. Little things like that. And yeah. that's how I learned. I learned what people liked. I learned how to brand oh, yeah, true, my stuff. True. And things like that. Because you, you're going to have some products out there that people are not going to really like. Yeah. My menu has changed so much on my food truck. Yeah. Because people like certain stuff and then people just don't like certain stuff. And then stuff. That, that, honestly, I feel like as entrepreneurs or new ones anyway, we uh, don't pay attention to like analytics and the no, data. We don't. And I feel like the data is where mm -hmm. everything is. It's very important. I have like my square and my square is labeled. So I know, okay, cool. Our raspberry lemonade, I know it hits the most in the yeah. summertime. But yeah. I could tell that from my sales. I can mm -hmm. look at my square and say, okay, cool. In this month of yeah. festivals, we sold this amount of raspberry, this amount of peach, this yeah. amount of passion fruit. But you have to look at that because it's telling. Like people like the same stuff that people like. It's exactly. weird. I'm not like, it's, you know, how, like these people would follow the trend. Yeah. That's how it goes for food, any industry, everything's trendy. Yeah. Everything's trendy. Like next week, if everyone's wearing bell bottom jeans, guaranteed to you, everyone's yeah. be wearing bell bottom yeah, yeah, jeans. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. And it's then next behavior. week it's going to switch up again, right? Yeah. To something else, right? So it's just trends and people follow trends and you just got to actually pay attention to it. Okay. Yeah. So what about when it comes to product? Um, when you uh, get into these festivals, do you know how much product to bring or have you ever ran out and be like, oh shit, like what happens in these, yeah, what yeah. happens in these uh, You know when they scenarios? say, you know the Jamaican business are like, yo, we not have that? <laughs> yeah. I've been in many positions where I'm like, yo, we not have that because we've, we, 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 we didn't plan accordingly, which yeah. is on me. I take yeah. full responsibility or you just didn't know. Yeah. So that's what I was actually trying to tell you. When you build a relationship with these festival um, owners and stuff like that, they'll tell you like, hey, we're planning on having 60,000 people. So for mm -hmm. example, Veld already sent you projections. They're like, okay guys, prepare for prepare for 250,000 people and always have 20% 20, 20 of that. Okay. So usually Makes these sense. festivals will tell you have at least 10 to 20% because you're not going to have all 200 people yeah, by yourself. Yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah. that's normal. Yeah, 20% is a good number. Yeah, so they always say at least have 20% of okay. the product. So for me now, when I go out there, I say, okay, cool. If I know there's going to be 100 100,000 people, mm -hmm. I need to have at least whatever, you know, yeah. 20,000, for example, or whatever, you know? So that's how I, I gauge my number mm -hmm. is always have 20 to 25% of what that is. Mm -hmm. So I buy enough fruits and I try to prep enough stuff so that I can always fulfill that. Mm -hmm. If I don't sell it all, cool, I don't. Yeah. But 20% is what I need to have. It's very important for me, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So after this summer, obviously you were at some heavy hitters. How are you reinvesting your profits back into the mm -hmm. business? Like what percentage is going into what? To be honest, I would say a hundred. A hundred. I want to say a hundred only because, well, let me not call it a hundred because some of that has to go to my employees. Yeah. But everything else is like, I'm not taking no pay. I don't like pay yeah. myself from any of these festivals. Okay. I could tell you from any festival I've ever made, I've never seen a dime, bro. Yeah. Because I take that and put it back into whatever else needs to be done. Or I even just maybe replenish it, use some for the next festival and then okay. use some to just kind of stay there. So, so then, sorry, mm -hmm. what, what um, like pays your bills? Um, what pays my bills, to be honest, uh, I would say my cleaning business. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I do a little bit of other side hustles yeah, yeah, and stuff sure. like that. So I'm just also, trying to get people to understand. Yeah, okay, you still want to do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> how can you um, still build your business yeah. while kind of paying your bills and taking care of your Yeah, family? and as I was telling you earlier off mic, like I, I drive truck right now. Yes. So a lot of people might not that. know what I do, but I, I drive trucks, so I do commercial disposal. Okay. So I, I drive those big trucks that they go and they pick up the dumpster bins and then they throw it in the back. So for me, I always like to be doing something to stay afloat. Yeah. I more so took this job only for the fact that my store is not running right now. So yeah. I got to keep myself busy. Yeah. I want to still be able to invest and yeah. do other things like that. That's but why um, I took a job yes, recently too. You have to, it's super important to keep yourself afloat, especially if right now your main business is not making you consistent bread. Yeah. Right. So I would say like, 
majority of how I actually survive is, is actually from my job, okay. from my work. Okay. Um, if I was doing a lot of cleaning business, then that would also be my source okay. of income. But I would say have something going on the side for sure. Uh-huh. Or that can be your main thing and then your business can be your side. Okay. But yeah, anything I make from the juice just goes back into yeah. the juice. Because so those can get vendor ready. fees are going to have to be paid Bro, yeah. soon. Yeah. And I learned that the first year I never had all those vendor fees. So I remember like, fuck excuse my language, but yeah. I got to go into my savings yeah. now. I got to do this. So yeah. it's like, yo, bro, bro, <laughs> my older brother, like, yo, let me a change. Cause I want to pay for like three festivals up front. Yeah. So it's like, if you're not ready and you're not prepared, then mm-hmm. it's just like, you can literally like run into a rut. Right. Jeez. So it's, um, that would definitely be, I would say the main thing is having some sort of like consistent money coming in while you're doing your thing for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this summer, 2023 summer, you're going to be in all these big festivals, yes. right? And then that uh, summer season is going to finish. Mm-hmm. Where does Sam's juices now go in the winter? What do you see now? Yeah, so um, starting hopefully April is when they're they're gauging. Uh, we should be opening up our next store location. April okay. 5th okay. is the right now the expected uh, open date. We're going to be inside the well. So it's a, a new big project at Front in Spadina. Okay. We'll be inside there. I can actually speak about it now, which yeah. is dope. Um, so it's congrats. a brand new project pre-construction. So um, they're built. They're in the building phase. So we should be getting our key in January and be ready to it's go for April. It, so it's actually, it's it's a huge project. Yeah. It has two office buildings, like two major office buildings on top and then six other residential condo buildings. Oh, so you have traffic. A lot of traffic. And then it's obviously a major food hall just for the public yeah but in that office building there's going to be shopify head office there's going to be netflix head office Jeez. there's going to be a whole <laughs> bunch of businesses so Jeez. it's, it's, it's going to be major yeah so everyone's going to have access to this food hall all the businesses yeah. plus all the six residential condos okay so you're going to there's going to be a lot of traffic all day every day plus the weekends so yeah. we'll be opening up a boutique uh kiosk in there and why i call it kiosk because it's not a full-blown store okay so what does it look like so i don't know if you've ever been to another food hall before where it's just like you have your counter your smaller space and all that okay and um it just has like your logo but there's a a bunch of other different food vendors in there is it like the square one's new wing have you been it's similar to the square one food market that they have it's going to be similar to that so that's why i call it a boutique because we won't be doing any of the heavy foods yeah so we're going to be actually more juice based in this one okay so we're going to be bringing like a lot of juice uh more smoothies we're going to have our own protein shake menu yeah uh hot teas yeah. cold tea so i'm kind of going more the juice route with this one yeah. only because it's on a smaller capacity and you don't have what the kitchen i guess like that. yeah the space is not there for the kitchen i could have food stuff like this but i found like this was a more um like financial it was financially it was more smart for me to go this route yeah so that i can use the rest of mine to actually build out my next store after that okay. where i can have more full store because sense. i obviously have plans for you know Other the next things. stores and stuff like that coming right so okay. um I definitely want to go this route and then start building. This is a version of the full thing. This, yeah, this is just a small version. So, you know, like kind of when you go to like, um, you can go to like a a small Tim Hortons, for example. Yes. But they still have a full Tim Hortons store, but then they have the small ones that don't have everything. Yeah. Kind of compared to that in a sense, where this is kind of a smaller version of Sam's Juices, essentially. Okay, makes sense. So now I'm thinking... So that will run me through the winter. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That'll, yeah that'll, that'll be run. running me through the whole year. Essentially, once that's the what you'll be focusing on. I'll winter. be focusing on that 100%. Yeah. How how much time are you spending actually being at like your location? Yeah. Or will you be spending? Yeah. Um, Depending on obviously like the needs and like how much I'm needed. I still plan on hiring a team again, like I okay. did for my other store. Yeah. But I definitely want to be a lot more hands on this store. Just Dude. because I feel like I'm starting over again. Oh, so like I want to get it going. I want to get it going at the first bit. And if I see, okay, cool, like, wow, this is like, then it's like, okay, I need to hire a team in. Or if I feel like, yo, I actually just really like being here. I might just stay there myself. Yeah. And then have just a smaller part-time staff. True. Instead of bringing in so much staff like I did the last time. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just all depends. As I said, I like being 
in hands on in my yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of owners that just want to hire a team and cut. Yeah. I like to be there. Like I like to have full control of everything that's happening. Right. So how did you get into how did you one, how did you even know about this new project that was being built? Like what was the connection that you made to be like, yo, I need a spot yeah. there? Believe it or not, they reached out to me. Jeez. And that's what I talk about, like just naturally, organically just building. Like, hey, like we saw your brand. We yeah. only want to have like boutique brands mm-hmm. in uh whatever we're doing. We saw what you're doing in the mall and stuff like that. We would love to have you. So I went, I got to do a tour around it, I got to see what the project's like, see if it could be a great fit for me. Yeah. And as I said to you before, I'm trying to now get into places where the volume's already at. Yes, the traffic. So I don't have to like kind of force it right yeah. the, the traffic's already there the volume's there so i saw that and that was a big thing for me and i said okay cool like let's just let's just make this work and let's try it out and what's the least like, it doesn't hurt to try anything yeah. regardless of how the outcome is yeah. it never hurts to try so i said i'll put myself in a position to just get in and try it out Jeez. yeah so now we're going to be there and then hopefully it leads to the next one the next yeah. one the next and one you just build up and oh. just build up Okay, yeah. so geez, Sam's juices are going crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to go crazy, man. We're trying to go crazy. You know, it's it's we're we've been blessed with a, a lot of like organic love and support. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to build off of that for sure. I, I think you said something uh, very key. We're built off organic mm-hmm. love and support, yeah. but I think there's an underlying message to that: is that um, your product and always has to be good. Yeah. Always, right? always. It always has to speak for itself, always, no matter always, what. Always. Uh, I, I believe that with any entre- entrepreneurship endeavor that you're in, no matter what, you have to either give value or your product has to 100%. work. 100%. And that's yeah. what's happening. 100%. And even if, honestly, we've had complaints, of course, like in our store, like people maybe didn't like something or didn't like, but I've, I've listened to everybody. Yeah. So if you genuinely say, hey, maybe you can use this in your thing. I've literally tried it. Like, why not? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You guys are the ones buying it anyways. I'd rather satisfy you guys than my own personal needs. Because at the end of the day, sometimes I feel like as business owners, we like things a certain way. It's like, no, I'm only doing this. This is how I planned it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. But it's, it's bad to get caught up in that mentality because it's like, the customers are the ones that are making your business run anyways. 100%. Like I had a lady come in one of our, um, our smoothies, she said it can use more ginger, mm-hmm. right? And I, in my head, I'm not gonna lie. At first, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yo, I made this. Everybody loves it. Yeah. And no, and then I heard another person say it, and then I heard another person say it. They're like, hmm. because you're promoting that there's ginger in it. Yeah. But it's like it, there's only a hint of it. Yeah. And I had to get out of my selfish thinking, like, no, yeah. you guys don't know what you're talking about. And literally, I just went and changed a couple of ingredients. Okay, guys, we're gonna start adding two more shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, boom. She came back. She's like, "Oh, you listen," and I'm like, "Yeah, I had to." But that was that was super like that was an amazing, humbling moment because yeah, you got to listen to like the customers that are coming into your store and buying your stuff, right? Like it's not all about your way or the highway, right? And because we get caught up in like, "No, I created this. This is my brand." You know, you have to you have to just humble yourself sometimes and listen to what the customer wants. And I truly believe that the customer is right. That quote that we've heard all of our lives is still very much true, 100, percent right? And even if the customer is not right, there's still a moment where you can sit back and be like, you know, can I? change yeah. things can i switch things up and why not and why not mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to tweak things and if you know just go back to it if, if it doesn't work out you know yeah, yeah. so w- my online mentor right he always says like when people ask him what he does he never answers the question like oh i do a b and c mm-hmm. he says he always asks okay i can do what you need yes and like that's the kind of like the yeah. mentality if Literally. you go into business it's like yo like it's not really about what you think yeah what you think is for a business just mm-hmm. for you yeah and that's how I used to think about it. I used to think, okay, cool. I'm going to create all these menus. Because majority of the menu, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm like, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, you know, and I'm like, yo, this is, you know. But and then I started, like, 
you know, certain things are sort of like, okay, no, I have to kind of do what the customers need. Exactly. I remember this lady came around time. She's like, yo, the rice is too dry. <laughs> like for our jerk chicken bowl, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I thought the rice was fine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but it come to come to think about it, it's what we were, how we were making the rice and kind of how often the frequency. True. So I kind of stepped back. I'm like, you know what? Nah, like I got to make sure because I'm doing this for them. I'm doing yeah. this for her. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to cook the rice, but we're only going to use it this amount of time yeah and once it gets to that point we're not using it anymore if you guys have to make fresh rice we're making fresh rice yeah 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 but that was a switch that i had to make for that lady and for everyone else that was going to come after her mm-hmm. that was going to say the same exact complaint yeah but it's so true what you're saying man we do this for them bro yeah. at the end of the day it's our business but we're doing it for the people at the end of the day 100 percent. Yeah. okay shit that's a lot that's sad juices <laughs> that's what that's what's here now that's what's coming mm-hmm. Let's talk about like your nonprofit stuff and what you got going on, because obviously you have a big gala uh, coming up, and uh, I feel like that's uh, just as important. Yes, uh, and that's a uh, a part of you that is. Um, I know that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for sure. This this gala to me is um, even on my my way over here driving. I, I was literally thinking how how big it's gotten. Yeah, right. Because when I started it out, we started in a rec center. Mm-hmm. We had like 120 people there, which was still surprising that we even got that, but. Once my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I was like, okay, cool. What can I do in the community to give back yeah. to that community now? Because my dad was always a community man. Yeah. Like he was like, my dad was a guy that every weekend, him and my mom would buy extra food, mm-hmm. extra rice, extra bread just to give to families who were less fortunate. Yeah. So I'm like, how do I carry on something that he can no longer do anymore? Yeah. But kind of gear it towards what's happening in my life currently. Mm-hmm. So started that out, you know, started doing work with the Alzheimer's Society Appeal. And I said, you know what? Like, it would be dope to do a gala. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's how I literally just started. I'm like, yo, just, I'm a guy. I just have an idea and I said, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I don't waste time. Like, if yeah. I said, I'm going to do something, I'm going I'm to get it done. So I said, how about I do a gala and I can maybe fundraise the money? Because now that I'm here volunteering in the Alzheimer's Society, I see that the resources are needed. Mm-hmm. Where, whether it be not enough material for the people and the members who go there, not enough teachers, not enough resources. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me start this gala and then I can kind of put my own twist on it while also raising money to give back to them. Yeah. So we had our first one, it was great. We had our second one, it was greater. Yeah. <laughs> and now this third one, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was even like, I was, I still sit in shock that we even have this much people coming. How much, how much, what's the number for that? <laughs> <laughs> um, this year we have about 350 coming, maybe plus. Jeez. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people yeah. for one venue. Like yeah, for one venue time. and a short amount of time. And like literally, if you think about, it, we started at 120 people, so we've been growing every year. Yeah. Our second year was only like 200 and like 10, 20 people, so we've grown over 100 people. Yeah. And still, there's still a lot of people who want to come, but they can't because yeah, we're much. sold out. Yeah. We're too much. So now it's like, okay, I gotta go greater. But now for me, this is amazing. At the same time, because that's 350 people, I get to put on game when it yeah. comes to Alzheimer's. Yes. Right? We have people who are going to be speaking about their own personal experience there. They're going to get to talk to you guys and show you guys, hey, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. You guys are going to get to learn and I'm going to open up about a little piece of my life now yeah. when I'm at that. And there's other people who are going to open up a piece about their life. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be great. We also have Wolf, yeah. who's also a guest on your um, uh, your show. He's going to be my co-host because nice. he's going to bring the mental health aspect into it. Oh, amazing. So this is going to be a great gala for people just to kind of realize how even like mentally, how I'm affected, how people that have parents or family members who are, are affected by other sickness, how that affects us all mentally. Yeah. So I kind of combined it both to kind of give the crazy monster that we're about to have this Jeez. year. So it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. I'm super excited. It's it's just gonna be a positive. And night. it's like a suit and tie. And it's a suit and tie. It's formal. Like how I look at my gala compared to other galas is straight Grammys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah, Grammy. Yeah. Like people like ask excellence. me, Yo, what do I wear? Like, what do I, I'm like, just make it look like you're the Grammys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like I want you to feel and look good because it's there's not a lot of events 
where it's an urban event where people are dressing up yeah. and coming to it. So I'm like, you know, if we're going to have this event once a year, let's go all out. Yeah. Everybody look good, dress up, look nice, get your hair done, your nice shoes, yes. get a tailor-made yeah. suit to fit yeah. your body. Hell, hell yeah. That was the goal. And while we're doing that, we're going to raise awareness. We're going to educate people and we're going to raise like money. We're going to have a bunch of raffles. They were raffling off two trips, Jeez. Um, which is going to be amazing. So um, yeah, as long as people like literally spend money on raffle tickets and things like that yeah whatever proceeds we make from raffles is going all to all so society okay amazing. i said every year i want to be zeroed out i don't want to ever make money off this event wow amazing everything we make and everything that is donated is going straight to the alzheimer's society because that helps people like my dad yeah right because these programs that they run for these people that have expensive. alzheimer's they're expensive yeah right and you got to pay for that but they do good programs they have musical therapy there they have teachers come in and do things yeah they have guys like me who come in and volunteer their time so they need the resources yeah. so that was Jeez. the main reason for this initiative so what 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 do you think next year? Man, <laughs> to be honest, next year I'm envisioning an outside gallow in the summertime. Oh, I'm talking like P Diddy Easter yeah, suit yeah, vibes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already lit. planning in my head. Man. I was like, it was too soon to be planning. I didn't, you know, I didn't finish this event, yeah. but I want this thing to be like the biggest Alzheimer's gala. Ever. That's my goal. Especially like here. the biggest Alzheimer's gala that they have in Toronto. They have some other ones yeah. that are on a smaller scale, but my goal is to have the biggest urban. And you're bringing Alzheimer's the community gala. that bringing the that community normally together. wouldn't yeah. uh, show up for these show type up. of things. Exactly. And, I'm, and I tell people, like I had some people ask me, like our tickets were a hundred dollars, yeah. right? But I tell people, I'm like, you're getting a three course meal. You're mm -hmm. getting an open bar yeah. and you're getting an experience. And you're, you're getting, getting a good cause. You're, you're getting going, a good you're, cause. You're giving you're, to a good yeah, cause. You're getting good music, good yeah. people, good energy, giveaways and stuff. I look at a gala that I'm supposed to be going to. It's coming up. It's $200 a ticket. Jeez. And I didn't even blink an eye yeah. to pay for it because it's like, I know I'm going for a good cause and I know this money is going to something. So I'm here still trying to do a gala that's affordable. Mm -hmm. That might be at my fault. I should maybe be charging more, yeah. but I kind of want everybody there. So yeah. I'm like, Maybe I won't go to the 200 rate, but, but I'll charge 100. Yeah, you just keep increasing. And I'll, I'll slowly still keep increasing, but I'll keep it to the point where it's affordable so that people can still come out and people can still enjoy. Yes. And it could still be a positive atmosphere, okay. you know? So, Amazing. Yeah, man. So I remember last time, last podcast, I asked you uh, <laughs> what was your best and uh, worst advice that you've ever gotten. Yes. But I'm not going to ask you that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So within this um, shoot, we, when did we shoot our, our last one? Maybe like five months six months ago it could be like six months ago six maybe. months yeah, yeah, ago yeah 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 what has been your biggest challenge in the last six months and how did you get over it last i would say the biggest challenge is not having that store i feel like i've had some like dark moments mentally like really? and i could be vulnerable i'm just yes being honest. absolutely like, to the point where i'm not gonna lie i was considered not even opening up a store again because i'm like no more sam juices yeah like no more physical oh location. physical okay i was like i could just stay with the truck and just do my thing yeah why but though why were you having those because parts? it's like when you're riding on such a like momentum and such a high and yeah. then you know something doesn't work out it's like it just like it's like a kick in the yeah. gut you yeah. know and it's like depending on how you take it mm -hmm. it could either like send your business the right way or to the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I think I had moments of like doubt where it's like, man, like, am I ever going to be able to get another store of this caliber again? Mm -hmm. Because when my store came out, it came out hitting like hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm talking like our first month sales were like 35,000. Jeez. Yeah. And that's for whatever was accounted for because yeah. like we had debit issues. So there was some money we were taking cash that didn't get accounted for. Okay. So imagine your first month of business, like you open up this new store, you're making <laughs> almost $40,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money you've never seen before. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and then obviously it drops off a bit, but you're still consistently making great money. It's yeah. like, bro, am I ever going to make that again? Yeah. So I started doubting myself. Mm -hmm. Like I started 
started doubting, like, can I do this again? Mm-hmm. Right? Can I come out with a bang and a hit? Yeah. And then I'm also now missing in action now. Think about it. I'm not at the mall. I haven't been there since July. Yeah. So there's no store for people to come to. It's like, are people going to forget about me? Oh, true. So that's one so of the biggest keep that things. that momentum kind of going. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I'm there. I'm like, man, people are going to forget about me. Mm-hmm. People are going to be like, yo, you know, the Sam just doesn't exist anymore. And then I was also watching phase two. Yeah. I was like, oh, people are going to be like, oh, this guy's not doing well. Or, yeah. or like, he look, he started a store and it's not working out. Mm-hmm. But like, I can be honest and show you guys that because this is some of the thoughts that run through our minds. We're yeah. normal human beings where 100%. we're all going to feel emotions and people might not want to admit it, yeah. but everybody's just scared of their business not yeah. doing well or people talking about their business 100%. or whatever the case is. And I was just going through a bit of that for a little mm-hmm. bit where I was just like, it was hard for me. I'm not going to lie, bro, because yeah. I'm just used to like, interesting, you know, going, cool. going and I'm at the store, things yeah. are producing, things are well. And I was worried that like, there's a part of me that's like, yo, can I do this again? I was literally questioning myself. And mm-hmm. that was a battle that I've had to be facing these last six months. So I guess maybe the lesson here is like, don't get too high and don't get too low. Don't get too low. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the real definition. Because, <laughs> yeah. bro, while the store was popping up in my head, I'm like, yo, I'll be okay. And I'm not going to lie. I'm like, okay, cool. I had all these plans for expansion with all this. And now the store's not coming in. And that yeah. little 30000 you're making every month or whatever it is, it's yeah. not coming anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? You're seeing that drop into the account and now it's just like whatever's in there is in there. Jeez. You know, so it's it's once you start getting high, yeah. as you said, don't yeah. get too high. Uh-huh. Let's try to stay in the middle, try to still be a little bit humble and say, okay, cool. Like, how do we preserve this now? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause now it's like, okay, now you could take that preservation and like move on quicker or move on to the next for so, sure. So just <laughs> my, my my entrepreneur mind just going yeah. crazy right now. Yeah. So like I'll talk, obviously, I'll talk to you more about it mm-hmm. off camera, but what I think. Um, I feel like you've established um, uh, a basement, a foundation to mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yes. And in those uh, down times, I feel like it, it's time to get online and start yeah. teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I might have to. You know, because those, <laughs> those high ticket items, like yes. what people pay for courses and yeah. mentorship, mm-hmm. is that money's there for you. Yeah. 100%. Now, I, 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 that's why I told you offline before, like, I feel like I'm going to have to start coming into the route now. I was like showing people how to get into this from truck industry because I've had a lot of people hit me up like, hey, how do I get into this? And those are high ticket prices yes. that they would be paying. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's just like I can show you guys how to get in, literally from like start to finish, even where to go. Mm-hmm. Suppliers, mm-hmm. manufacturers, whatever the case may be. It's like I can show you how to start even without a food truck. The people around you can still be in the food truck business and not have a food truck. Mm-hmm. You can go to a trailer. People around there's food trailers too. Yeah. So you can buy a food trailer. I didn't mention this, but you can buy a food trailer used for two grand. Jeez. So think about it: two grand, and yeah. then you get it fully built out on a lower cost because it's smaller. See, and these, this is the information yeah. that you have. So I'm trying to tell people, you don't need a food truck. I even told this guy the other day, you don't need a food truck. Get a food trailer if you have to. Okay. Right? Like I even saw them selling one up by my house the other day and the <laughs> sign says $3,000. Yeah. It already comes built out. It has the hood vent and everything. Mm-hmm. He's selling it because he doesn't need it. He has another one now. He's, it's an older trailer, mm-hmm. but it's a stepping stone to start. Mm-hmm. So you start small and then you get big. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I asked you, uh, what's your biggest challenge, mm-hmm. right? So now moving forward, I want to know like, I know you have your plans for expanding uh, Sam's Juices, but has your plans changed from the first episode or is it just building on top of what you're doing now? Oh, man, I've, I've been in a space where, uh, as I told you earlier, I'm, I, I'm about to unleash some some new stuff, okay, okay. but it's still within Sam's Juice because what I'm saying, bro, this business, because I'm so passionate, it's literally tapped into my creative gene so yeah. much to the point where it's like, I could do three businesses within this business, for 100%. example. But um, we had the opportunity to be at Soho House uh, a few months back. I've seen that. Yeah, That's Sam's big. Juices. We took over the houses for a second time. Yeah. And um, my goal is working towards actually becoming like a, a kind of like a resident yeah. like restaurant there where we take over a couple times a month. Yeah. But while we were in there, we were able to turn Sam's Juices into cocktail liquor drinks. Ooh. Yeah. So we turned them into, and bro, that night, 
all of our drinks, all of our Sam's Juice cocktails sold out. Wow. So I'm sitting there and I'm That's thinking while we're there, I'm like, avenue. this is a whole new avenue. So I'll, I'll tell you guys this from now. Yeah. What I'm trying to create is the first Caribbean cocktail lounge in the city. That's the goal. Let's go. I don't know when it's going to come. That's why yeah. I want to speak on yeah, it, yeah. but that's the goal. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to create an actual uh, cocktail lineup. Yeah. But that I'm going to release. So certain brands, um, I will be able to kind of core, kind of correlate with my drink. Yeah. So we're going to keep the Sam's juice menu, but we're going to kind of spike it now mm-hmm. and add on some new things. So yeah. I'm going to be bringing like Caribbean cocktails and it's yeah. going to be kind of like the new business within the business. Yes. I don't want to speak on the name yeah, until yeah, we yeah, launch, yeah, yeah, but um, coming up hopefully in the next few months, we're, we're going to be able to launch on a and smaller that's how you get the creativity. The creativity. Keep, it yeah. keeps going. Exactly. So I'm like, yo, if I'm making tropical juices, I can make tropical alcoholic cocktails. Yeah. Like there's no reason why I can't. Yeah. And I have, when I mean, bro, like I've already have a book of over 80 different alcoholic cocktails <laughs> already. Cause that's yeah. how creative I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. And I'm looking at recipes online every day and different things. So yeah, that, as you said, that's kind of where I'm expanding now with that. We're having yeah. that business where I can have now cocktails that are tropical, just like how my brand is tropical. And now I'm going into the the the, the liquor route now and yes. stuff like that. And that's right? a whole new and that's a game. whole new ball game. It's a whole new monster. But yeah. I'm ready for the challenge, and I'm ready to kind of like expand with that and also learn with okay. that because that that right there, what I'm about to release is it's about to be something different. Yeah, but this Yo. all came from Sam's Juices. Yeah, yeah, start, yeah. Before I started Sam's Juices, I wasn't thinking about creating a liquor line yeah. or nothing like that or yeah. coming out with, you know, I never thought about that. But now once I got into it, I saw how it was. And I also saw at festivals how alcohol and liquor also oh, are yeah, a major monster too. True. So I'm like, how about putting my own twist on it? True. Yeah. So I hear a lot of things when people say, oh, have your five-year plan, have your 10-year yeah. plan. But in my opinion, sometimes when you're um, living out this plan, yeah. you think of new ideas. Yeah. Things change. So what do you think about that whole have a five-year yeah. plan, know exactly where you need to be? Yeah. What do you think about that now? I had a five-year plan, I'll be honest, but as you said, it, it, it's changed, bro. Mm. It's changed to the point where it's like I thought I wanted X amount of stores, for example, but now I don't because mm. it's like, okay, cool, this factor and this factor. I thought I wanted to do this, but now this this liquor idea came up. So mm-hmm. there was different things I kind of thought I wanted. Um, I actually thought I wanted to invest into this certain business, which I'm not going to talk about. Yeah. Um, I started the process, but then I'm like, you know what? That's actually not a part of my five year plan. I don't want to do it because I I feel like I'm losing creative uh, control and flow. Mm -hmm. So I decided not to go down that route anymore because they were taking that away from me in the sense where I had to kind of do what they wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I was going to do that in five year, but now, bro, my five year plan now is (laughs) totally different. It's totally different, man. It doesn't exist anymore. (sighs) Yeah, it's totally different things now that I'm about to be doing. And I think that's okay. Yeah. It's okay to switch up, man. It's okay to like think of different things and change your mind here Mm -hmm. and there. Like you have every right to do that. Yeah. I think, like, for example, this book, Think Again. Yes. uh, I think uh, it's it's basically about like pivoting uh, your thoughts Mm -hmm. or pivoting thoughts and pivoting ideas. Yes. I feel like pivoting is so key and people don't understand when to pivot. Yeah. It's 100%. You know? And and I, I had to literally learn that. And that's also even with not having the store, I had to learn how to pivot out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you could still make money without having the store. And I had to tell myself that. The brand so it's pivoting. still living. It's yeah, still living. It's still living. So it's like still pivoting out of that now, maybe pivoting into another idea or trying to get into different like settings and different crowds now mm-hmm. with your brand, right? So definitely for me next year, as I said, I had to pivot out of a whole like bunch of festivals into now a bigger market, mm-hmm. but less of. So I don't have to kind of like kill myself. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was another banger episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> another banger. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming back on I appreciate again. Appreciate you having me, brother. Appreciate um, you having me. I-, I love to see the growth. Honestly, it's it's 
it's inspiring for one and you're going like you're already places but you're going places yes. that like our community hasn't seen and i love to uh, be a part of that journey um just let people know where they can contact you yeah you guys can contact me um right now on any of my platforms uh sam's juices being the main one uh sam's juices at gmail.com mm -hmm. or sam's juices just on instagram just hit me up and if you have any any questions you can even hit me up on my personal instagram <laughs> which is robert.s.waltz we need to get you more on the yeah I'm not, you know presence. what's funny i'm not a crazy social media man like, yeah i like it and i'll post things pause now or repost things like yeah but whatever but um i don't i, I don't it's weird. I know. Just, I'm going to get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. That's my goal. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, get better. I'm going to get better. But um, yeah, hit me up on Gmail, man. Sam, just Gmail. People still email me now and ask me questions. Of, okay. I have people that are actually getting into the juice business now and they've actually reached out to me and say, hey, how do I do this? Where do I get that? And I'm a person. I'll give you guys the game. Yeah. If you need to get somewhere, I want to see everybody eat because there's a lot of money out here for all of us. So Jeez. I would say definitely email, Instagram, just hit me up, contact me. And um, yeah, we could talk and chop it up. And I'm definitely willing to show you guys things. But once I start that course that Corey's about to put me on, <laughs> there's going to be a fee. But uh, I'm still willing yeah. to give game for sure. All right, yeah, bro. For sure. Thank you for coming. Appreciate out. you having Appreciate me, brother. <laughs> Always.